beautiful morning, right? And it's a beautiful day because we are here worshiping God. And also it's a beautiful day because we have a, a beautiful gospel today. I'm going to start with this short story about me when I was at Mandalay Seminary. When I started my first year of theology at Mandalay Seminary, I was worried all the time about classes, papers, and grades. I knew that Mandalay Seminary is demanding, but it's beautiful, good formation, good teachers. I had to read a lot for six classes. I remember that. It was too much for me. For me, it was the end of the world. Yeah, just for six classes, yeah, and to read five or six books for each class. Well, I say that. Today's readings seem to be full of this feeling of the end of the world. In the gospel, the cosmic disturbances about the sun, moon, and the stars are traditional ways of describing manifestations of God's judgment of Israel. This description of events is not to be understood literally as a prophecy of what is going to happen. Rather, we are to look at the inner meaning of these happenings. The first reading taken from the prophet Daniel was originally given to comfort and give hope to the Jewish people persecuted by a cruel pagan king. In the second reading, the author of the letter to the Hebrews challenges us to look at to the future with hope and peace because Jesus, having secured the forgiveness of our sins and our sanctification through the sacrifice on the cross, sits forever at God's right hand as the one mediator between man and God. If I, if the, if the second reading is talking about the future, yeah, with hope and peace, the world, our country, our families, and our hearts need peace. What about what part of your life needs peace? And today you will see that I'm gonna say that word peace like a three or four times. And you, you will remember this, four or five times saying the word peace. What part of your life needs peace? You feel alone, you feel Depre depressed, you don't have a good relationship with your husband, wife, you struggle with some vices, your kids, tens, don't obey you. One day, like eight or nine years ago, when I was in, in Mandalay, in seminary, feeling like the world was going to end because of my classes, grades, or whatever. Um, one of my classmates told me, relax, 
You should be at peace and enjoy your school and formation. Just study hard. Pay attention to your classes. And if you need help to write your papers, I'm here for you. I will help you. I said, oh, thanks be to God. Someone is going to do something good for me. He said, read this book and you will find consolation and peace. It was the gift of peace. Personal Reflection by Joseph Cardinal Bernardin. It has touched a million of people of all backgrounds throughout the world. When I read this book, I said, my life is a piece of cake. I couldn't imagine what Cardinal Bernardin suffered during his ministry. Reading this book brings me in touch with what is permanent, lasting, God's peace. The gift of peace reveals the cardinal the spiritual growth amid a string of traumatic events, a false accusation, a reconciliation a year later with his accuser, who had earlier recanted the charges, a diagnosis of pancreatic cancer and surgery, the return of cancer now in his liver, his decision to discontinue chemo and live his remaining days as fully as possible. He shares the profound peace he came to at the end of his life. He accepted his peace as a gift from God, and he in turn, and he in turn now shares the gift with the world, with us, with all of us. By writing in this book, his goal was to change the life for many more people from all faith, from all backgrounds, and from all over the world. In the last two months in his life, Joseph Cardinal Bernardine made it his ultimate mission to share his personal reflection and insights as a legacy to those he left behind. The Cardinal completed the gift of peace on November 1st, 1996, 1996, just 13 days before he died, which means that Jesus, God, was the center of his life, especially when he was extremely sick. Friends, Whenever we experience profound change and lack of peace that shakes the foundations of our world, we feel the need for some form of stability, something firm and fixed by which we, we can begin to navigate this strange territory in which we suddenly find ourselves. Such a solid point of reference will often take the form of another human being, a loved one, a friend, a family member who, wa who walks with us through a trauma, keeps us steady and enables us to negotiate the difficult journey on which we find ourselves. Some trying to navigate alone, keeping it inside or doing unhealthy things to cope. 
We all need someone who is constant and enduring, someone who will not turn away and know us better than we know ourselves. Such a person is the Lord. It is Jesus who guides us through this valley of darkness by giving us his own spirit, his own life, his own love. The person who originally prayed this Sunday's responsorial psalm, beautiful responsorial psalm today, drew a strength from the Lord's enduring presence. I keep the Lord ever in my sight. Since he is at my right hand, I shall stand firm. What can you do to keep the Lord inside? Reading the scriptures, celebrating the sacrament of reconciliation, personal prayer. Friends, the shaking of the heavens and the earth signals the Lord's coming to us with great power and glory, not to judge, but to gather all those who call on him in their need. The Lord asks us to believe that he is coming towards us and is present to us during the chaos that threatens to engulf us. All what we need to do is let him in. The message of today's gospel reading is essentially one of hope. The conviction that God's light shines in the awful darkness and that the darkness will not ultimately overcome it. In our darkness moment, when our world and our lives appear to be collapsing, when, we what, when what we cherish most has been taken from us, Jesus will be at the gates of our lives as a light in our darkness, as a companion on our or a companion on our way. I will close. I will. I will close with a quote from Cardinal Bernardin. This book, The Gift of Peace, who passed away 25 years ago today, November 14, 1996. When someone was reading my homily, he said, "Did you know that? Did you know that Colonel Bernardin died November 14?" I said, "No." I said, "Good to know." It was Holy Spirit, right? Because I was thinking for my homily about Colonel Colonel Bernardin. Okay, this is the quote: "What I would like to leave behind is a simple prayer." that each of you may find what I have found God's special gift to us all, the gift of peace. When we are at peace, we find the freedom to be most fully who we are, even in the worst of times. We let go of what is non-essential and embrace what is essential we empty ourselves so that God may more fully work within us and we become instruments in the hands of the Lord.